Okay, there are activity packs up the front if anybody is interested in them, and there's also some of these. Been, I have been practicing with this one during the week. See, see. So, there are another three over there if anyone wants them. So, there is a reason for having those. Um, it's to kind of encourage all the children that we've got here today to interact, but looking at things turn. He's got it. Looking around, I can see that there is one primary, uh, two primary school children and a preschooler. So grab the activity packs, grab the whistles. Now, keep going with those. There's a trick with those whistles. If you see a picture on the screen that is Webster the Duck, you will see Webster, see this dude, the whistle. That's the stop If you hear me say wing, Cool. So all throughout this, if you see Webster, you hear the whistle, you hear the word wing, blow the whistle, that's your cue to stop. <laughs> right. So story time. Sunday morning, the ducks awake, stretch their wings and leave the lake. Put all through the reeds, up the bank, round the dog, and under the tank. Waddle down the hill, waddle past the perch, waddle, 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 and into church. And there he stands, that prince of pluck, the world's greatest preacher, Webster D. Duck. He clears his throat, shimmies his shins, takes a deep begins. I'm the preacher, Duck, and the sermon I bring is praise the Lord who created the wing. Fish have fins to swim in the sea. Monkey has a tail to hang in the tree. But the Lord wants ducks high in the sky, so he gave us wings so we can fly. And all the ducks began to quack. We'll fly to the moon and fly straight back. Now ducks, use your imagination. We're not bound by gravitation. <laughs> That's my sister. We are made for aviation. It's the day of our migration. And all the ducks began to shout, flyings in and waddlings out. I'm the preacher duck when you leave your seat. You don't have to walk on those webbed feet. You have wings. You can fly. Who's <laughs> broke, huh? Stretch out your wings, reach for the sky. And all the ducks began to sing, Hallelujah, praise the king. Above the mountains we will glide, V formation, side by side. Over deserts, over seas, through the clouds upon the breeze. Hallelujah, king of kings. You made us ducks, you gave us wings. Then at the door, the ducks all say, thank you for your sermon today. Inspiration, food for thought, powerful message, so well taught. You made us laugh, you made us cry, you touched our hearts, you made us sigh. Well, must be off, can't stop and speak. Thank you, Rev, see you next week. 
Then all the ducks, wings tucked in, stretched out their legs, and they begin to waddle along down past the church, waddle up the hill, away from the church, waddle around the dog, how their feet ache, waddle, 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 back to the lake. So, is that how you thought the story would end? No. What did you think would happen? We all thought they would fly. So, why didn't it happen that way? <laughs> Tough sermon. It, yeah, it's the ability to follow through. It's, we can hear it all but follow through. So, anybody notice what the little fidgety baby ducks were doing? Yeah, they were the ones that were trying to fly. Right. Now for the proper part of the sermon. It often amazes me what children come out with. They often have more insight and ask more challenging questions that we, than we adults give them credit for. That's one reason I like to work with kids. I may have more experience, but their thinking and their speaking is far less constrained. <laughs> Gets me in trouble too. Anyway, I'm sure that the children here, Jacob, Nathaniel, Haley. Ah, Bryn's there too. Hello, Bryn. Um, I'm sure that they've already learnt the lesson for today and are quite happy to go downstairs, play pool, play table tennis and do whatever. But us adults need to have things explained a bit more. So that's why I'm up here with the microphone. <laughs> so, kids, I'm sorry you've got to wait a bit longer because us adults are a bit slower on the uptake. If anyone wants this one, go for it. So, remember, whenever you see Webster, see Webster? Ah, <laughs> she broke it. And if you see Webster or you hear the word wing, <laughs> Sharon's nearly broken too, that you can blow your whistles and remember to stop when I do that. Looks like all the whistles are gone except the one that I've dropped on the floor there. So, does anyone know where the story of Webster the Preacher Duck came from? Anybody recognise it? About the only person who I thought might was Richard Willis, and I don't think he's here today. Um, it comes, it's a paraphrase of a parable written by the 19th century philosopher, Søren Kierkegaard. So, he, um, it's regarded, he is regarded, I'll start again, by many as the father of existentialism. <laughs> he's on the screen, she's got a bit. So, Soren Kierkegaard, the father of existentialism. So if you're not sure what existentialism is, that's a fancy way of saying what's the point or ah, when you've got too many choices and you don't know what to do. So being the expert that I am, I am qualified by Google and by Wikipedia. Existentialism isn't just modern. It is actually all over the place in history and it's definitely in the Bible. The wisdom literature... Proverbs, Ecclesiastes and Job, I reckon they're describing an existential crisis, the before, the during and the after. Yeah, that's qualified by Wikipedia too. Um, the difference is that Kierkegaard put a voice to it and explains it in a modern context. So why did he originally write the parable? It was called at the start, The Domestic Goose, A Moral Tale. Well, he was frustrated by the way that Christianity and the church was working in Denmark at the time. He knew that Christianity was supposed to be of the heart of the soul and it was supposed to be life-changing. 
It wasn't supposed to be a club where people go to on Sundays to have their ears tickled and then they can go back and do whatever they want the rest of the week. Um, so he wrote several, several parables, all born out of that frustration of the institutionalization of Christianity and the way that culture and Christianity had been conflated together. So back to Webster, the preacher duck. There are three main take-home points, three wings I'd like to draw out more today. <laughs> I love that you've got one. So what is your wing? The first points are the words of Webster himself. Webster told the ducks what their wings were for, and they all agreed excitedly, but nothing changed. I wonder how Webster felt about that. James 1, 22-25 says, Obey God's message. Don't fool yourselves by just listening to it. If you hear the message and don't obey it, you are like people who stare at themselves in a mirror and forget what they look like as soon as they leave. But you must never stop looking at the perfect law that sets you free. God will bless you in everything you do if you listen and obey and don't just hear and forget. So be doers of the word, not just hearers. The book of James is all about faith and action. But this theme of being doers and not just hearers is one that appears throughout many parts of the Bible. Jesus tells the parable about two men building houses, one on the rock and the other on the sand or on the riverbank in two of the Gospels. In Matthew 7, verse 24, he says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And in Luke 6, verse 46 to 47, he says, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I tell you? I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. The theme of being a doer, not just a hearer, is in the Old Testament also. In 1 Samuel 15, Saul reje uh, sorry, Samuel rejects Saul as king. In verse 22, Samuel says, to obey is better than sacrifice. Saul was taught in a very hard way that he couldn't just accept God's commission, God's blessing, do whatever he wanted to do, and then turn up to temple and go, oh, sorry. So, what is your wing? Be a, be a doer of the word, not just a hearer. What is your wing? The second point I'd like to bring out more today is knowing that you are a part of something bigger. Kierkegaard may have been an ex existentialist. When I practiced this, I tripped over that word so many times, which is in theory very individualistic. But the parable of the geese, in our case the ducks, speaks to a wider community. The younger ducks learn how to fly from watching the older ducks. There are birds outside of this duck community who are flying, which all of these ducks can see regardless of their age. Think about that for a moment. And here is where I need your help. An anatomy discussion about ducks. What is the purpose of the wings? What's the purpose of the wings? To fly. What is the purpose of the feathers? 
control, yeah, aerodynamics. And on some birds, it's also got an oil in it which helps with um, waterproofing and temperature control, things like that. What is the purpose of the feet? Yep, what's the purpose of the webbing on the feet? Yep, swimming, power balance, all of those sorts of things. Um, and what is the purpose of the bill? Eating, yep. If any of those parts weren't as they should be, what would happen? It wouldn't be a duck. It wouldn't be a duck. <laughs> Didn't think of that one, well done. It wouldn't be a duck, it wouldn't work right. It would have problems. Thinking about these different parts of the duck reminded me of a duck that I saw on the edge of Lake Taupo a few years ago. It had a broken leg and its one webbed foot hanging at a really weird angle and the duck couldn't put any weight on it. And I looked at the duck and I wanted to do something. I had no idea what to do. I couldn't catch it and there was no way I was going to try because I had my dog with me at the time and he's about that big and he likes chasing ducks so that just wasn't going to happen thought of ringing the SPCA. SPCA and Topo at that stage didn't deal with birds, so I had no idea what to do. Then I see the duck fly away and land in the lake, and it was perfectly happy. So yeah, the duck did have a broken leg. It was impaired in its action, but it could still actually do stuff. The Bible talks about this in Ephesians 4, but perhaps the most famous discussion is in 1 Corinthians. Allow me to read it to you. Now there are varieties of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are varieties of service, but the same Lord. And there are varieties of activities, but it is the same God who activates all of them in everyone. To each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. To one is given, through the Spirit, the utterance of wisdom. To another, the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by one Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. And to another, prophecy. To another, the discernment of spirits. To another, various kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. All of these are activated by one and the same Spirit, who allots to each one individually, just as the Spirit chooses. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body though many are one, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would make, not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? And if the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. 
and those members of the body that we think less honourable, we clothe with greater honour. And our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. Whereas our more respectable members do not need this. But God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honour to the inferior member, that there may be no dissension within the body. But the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honoured, all rejoice together with it. Now you are the body of Christ and individually members of it. So, what is your wing? Be aware that you are a part of something bigger than yourself and all those parts work together to achieve. So, what is your wing? The third and final point I'd like to bring out today is that sometimes we are tired or lacking or injured or a whole stack of other things. The ducks Webster was speaking to had sore feet and part of that was because they didn't use their wings as they were designed to be used. It was a bit like they were relying on themselves and their knowledge and their experience rather than taking the risk and using the wings God had given them to use. But I guess they'd always done it that way. The Bible addresses the sense of inadequacy many of us feel. Moses and God beside the burning bush in Exodus chapter 3 and 4 had a big extended discussion about this. Moses came up with a stack of excuses and God answered every single one of them. Roll on a couple of hundred years and we come to Jeremiah chapter 1. I'm guessing Jeremiah didn't want to repeat, well God didn't want to repeat and just so just told Jeremiah to just get on with it. Or maybe it was Jeremiah knew the story of Moses and figured there was no point arguing any further. Then there are Paul's famous words to Timothy in 1 chapter 4, verse 12. Let no one despise your youth, but set the believers an example in speech and, and conduct, in love and faith and purity. But Paul doesn't just stop there. Verse 14. Do not neglect the gift that is in you, which was given to you through prophecy with the laying on of hands by the council of elders. Put these things into practice. Devote yourself to them so that all may see your progress. Pay close attention to yourself and to your teaching. Continue in these things, for in doing this you will save both yourself and your hearers. Not a lot of excuse left, really. Yes, we get tired and injured and burnt out, but that's where the body analogy comes back in. Remember the duck I saw by Lake Topol? It could still function with a broken leg. I saw that same duck several times after that first day, and it turns out friends had seen it in the past. The famous passage I read from 1 Corinthians 12 addresses it too. That section of scripture acknowledges that we are not a perfect community and some parts of the body need extra care and attention. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 31 says, But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. I also find the story of Elijah in 1 Kings chapter 19 really helpful. 
Elijah had just had this big hoopla with Ahab and Jezebel, and he was mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally exhausted. He was shot. I've been there. A number of you have too. God took care of his needs with sleep, with food, and a personal conversation. After a really good time of respite, God provided friends and gave him a job. The Te Ao Māori model of health, Te Whara Tapawha, Mason Jury put pen to that in 1982, provides another excellent framework to explain that. So if we genuinely need TLC rather than simply encouragement, motivation or a kick up the pants, God's got that in hand. So what is your wing? It may be exhaustion, injury, or a sense of inadequacy. So it's time to bring these ideas together. What is your wing? Are you needing to take some action to do something in response to what you're hearing? Is your wing a wing of action? Are you getting a wake-up call that you're part of something bigger than yourself? Is your wing one that needs to be connected to work? Do you know what your wing is? Are you feeling tired or broken? Is your wing one that needs a bit of TLC? If you'd like to explore any of this further, please do so. There are plenty of people here who are able and willing to spend time with you. If you would like prayer, please make use of the prayer space here at the front. Now, do we have another song? Cool, thank you. And if anyone would like a memento, we have Webster bookmarks. <laughs> <laughs>